0: What's going on folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Farabai, Ray right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, Call Games at WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we are continuing to talk a little bit about things happening at the Senior Bowl. It's a rainy day down here. In mobile, we'll talk about how Kenny Pickett performed there with only one glove on. We'll talk about did he help or hurt his draft stock or others standing out above him. We'll also continue to talk about guys like Damari Mathis and Cal Ademais. We'll also talk about Pitt men's basketball losing to Wake Forest on the road today. And we'll talk about the takeaways we can take from that and what caused it. All of it's coming up here on Locked on Pit. <laughs> Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back here to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. And folks, it's always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. And folks, today we are talking about, of course, Kenny Pickett again day 2 here at the senior bowl for Mr. Pickett and him uh, officially confirming some official interviews I think the Browns uh, the Buccaneers the Steelers the Broncos there were a few teams that he had confirmed that he did speak with today at the the media breakfast where we, we got to talk to all the players and and you know they were great and, and Kenny in particular talking about a lot of stuff like his hand size, um, how, how people th- seem to think he had a flash in the pan, if you will, but no, simply put, it wasn't true, right? And so this is something that when you look at Pitt overall, and what they prepared Kenny Pickett for, I think they did a nice job of that. And more importantly, boy, the weather in Pittsburgh obviously prepared Kenny Pickett, for this moment. And then Pickett was a dude who came in and balled out. And I felt that when you looked at what he did yesterday, it was pretty solid again. And we talked a lot about his consistency yesterday, um, some inaccuracy I didn't expect, um, but I thought he had a good day. Now today was a, a unique challenge. It didn't just rain Mobile; it poured. And they actually allowed them to play outside. They they practiced outside. So we got to see Kenny Pickett in the rain. And, and if you are a team that was scared about the hand size, and this was something, this was important. And I mean very important for a guy like Kenny Pickett. And so doing what he did in the rain, wearing only one glove because the other one just would have been too slick, This is this was a big day for Kenny Pickett. Pickett needed – to have a big day today, and and I'll say this, he wasn't the best player here. He wasn't the best quarterback here today. I think that Pickett was either the second or the third best quarterback today. And you know he's fallen into that that's that zone, right? That second, third range. I think Malik Willis was clearly the best quarterback today. His wow moments were. Consistent, and he had a great day. Um, just some absolutely amazing throws from him. He looked like he was in his zone. The, the hot streak was coming. He made a few great plays out of structure. Basically, everything I wanted to see from Malik Willis in terms of can he get better from, from day one to day two, he did. Um, how I think, took a step back. You know, Sam Howe had a really good day yesterday, and it was very apparent of how – you know, comfortable he was just playing right away. But today, that accuracy was very bad. Um, the weather really got to Sam How Desmond Ritter was a little bit inaccurate. He was up and down, probably had the best throw of the day. But outside of that, he also had plenty of bad misses. Carson Strong had a few nice sequences, but the arm didn't seem to push the ball down the field. Bailey Zappi was fine. Nothing crazy. And then we get to Kenny Pickett. And... So Pickett today is a very nuanced evaluation because you have to approach what he did today with the context of we've already seen him put tape on that says he can play in in this type of weather, right? So I will say this. I don't think he alleviated hand size concerns today. You know, this was a day where he could have come out, really rocketed the ball around, really ripped it through, uh, the, the rain, and, and things wouldn't have mattered. And, and then they would have been saying, okay, no one cares about the hand size. I don't think that's what he did today. Um, three fumbled snaps, I think, um, were bad. And, and under center, he just didn't look comfortable um, today at all. The ball was slick. It was coming off his head. You know, he was wearing the one glove on his throwing hand. The offhand, trying to get that better grip um, on the ball was something that he really, really – uh, tried to take advantage of so Kenny pickett using that type of offhand um, and, and trying to execute at a high level the passes today he threw were not pretty it wasn't a pretty spiral you know uh it, it wasn't beautiful and I'll say this you know Kenny pickett today was it, it, he he was it was concerning to a degree because this was your day. If you, if you were Kenny Pickett, this was your day to get rid of the hand size concerns. But instead, Kenny Pickett came out today, fumbled a few snaps, overthrew a bad ball, a few bad balls. He was inaccurate at times. He didn't throw a great ball. There, there were concerns today with Kenny Pickett. He did not dispel those hand size concerns. And that's the biggest thing. Kenny Pickett today not dispel those, and he could have hurt himself today. That's a legitimate argument. Kenny Pickett could have hurt himself today. Had a pretty solid day yesterday. You know, a lot of the quarterbacks struggled today, but I think Pickett was in that group. And while he had decent plays, and and for the most part, as the the session went on, I thought he started to find his accuracy a little bit more compared to the other guys. He was probably out-dueled out there by Malik Willis handily. Uh, And then when you look at other guys – there were times where I could say How was better than him, Strong was better than him, Ritter was better than him today at times. You know, and I think Pickett is comfortably in that middle of the pack. He did not separate himself today. And I thought he did separate himself yesterday. And so the inclement weather gave teams a really unique opportunity to see what Kenny Pickett could do when he wasn't given perfect conditions, you know, face on. And, and I thought that was a unique opportunity for a lot of these teams to get to see what Pickett could do and, and Kenny Pickett wasn't as sharp as I thought he could be. And I thought that if he couldn't if he could showcase it, if he could showcase what he did, there there would be big time things. And I don't think he did. And so it was a little bit disappointing for Kenny Pickett. Again, I I don't think he's you know gonna follow the first round or anything. Because, you know, when you talk to guys about Kenny Pickett, there are guys that just pop out to people. And when you talk you know, scouts and personnel and, and all of that, you know, these guys really like Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's very much a, liked around the NFL. His toughness, his swagger, his ability to extend plays, all platform throws the leap he took this year, very enticing. Teams like the Panthers, the Broncos, Saints, they I, they all really like him. The Steelers, of course, like him as well. Um, So there, there's a lot of teams that like him. But if, if he was going to be pushing that upper echelon, right, if he was going to be pushed over that edge a little bit more and, and it went from, you know, one thing to another, you needed him to come out here and play at a high level. And he didn't today, not in the rain. He didn't dispel those concerns, and that's a little bit of what is disappointing for me with Kenny Pickett because the rain, he played in Pittsburgh, and people should just go to the tape, but you are also going to remember that on-hand experience at the senior. You're going to remember that rainy day where he missed a few guys over their heads because it slipped out. And and you got to wonder, you know, was it, Overall, their hand size, or was it more so something else in Kenny Pickett's game? Either way, it's concerning, right? So is there something in Kenny Pickett's game that maybe is not pertaining to hand size, or is the hand size? We'll see. But he did not do himself really any favors uh, today in terms of his draft stock. I thought that was significant overall. All right, folks. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Damari Mathis and what he did today, and we'll also start talking about Pitt. Men's basketball. However, first, folks, I need to let you know about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through its playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. And don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. <music> All right, folks, welcome back here on the Locked on Pit podcast as we continue to talk a little bit about a senior bull. Kenny Pickett not really helping himself today through the rain, struggling a little bit with some accuracy and, and just not looking completely comfortable under center as well. Certainly will not end things um, in terms of what people want to do. But what about Demari Mathis having a strong first day? I, I thought Demari Mathis was extremely good and played at at a very, very high level. Um, In that first day, I was so impressed with Damari Mathis. And today, continuing to work from the slot, but also working a little bit more outside. Um, And and I like that because Damari Mathis was showcasing some versatility today um, in terms of that and and being – very comfortable. I I thought today that this was a guy that that showcased his physicality, you know, through the muck and mud guys weren't getting separation on Damari Mathis. And he had a few really good reps today. He's fluid. He's got great eyes. You know, I talked to him today a, a little bit about that transition to the slot. He's had to relearn everything essentially by moving inside, right? Different leverage rules, got to use your eyes differently guys you have a different route tree you got to read anticipations differently basically everything has changed for him and so mathis is a guy that really seamlessly fit into not just the outside cornerback position but he did nice in the slot today as well tomorrow mathis i think was really good today as well And in the one-on-ones, he looked great. He allowed, I think, maybe one reception today. Had another two pass breakups there. Uh, Damari Mathis continues to just play at such a high level. And to me, Damari is helping his stock a lot. I am very impressed with Damari Mathis. I'm not sure that, you know... Damari coming into this game and the, the these practices was going to be round five, round six. I think he's working himself up into the round four range. I think he's given himself legitimate cred here. He's going to be a, a decent pick, you know, getting to that maybe top 150 range here. I think Damari Mathis is going to go earlier than I thought he would, and he's having a great week. And, you know, it's so good to see – what he's doing, and, and he talked about how that press quarter scheme is just helping him, and it's kind of allowing him to go and, and get better and, and improve, and, and this is a guy that is is just going up, 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 and up day after day, and so you're not just seeing him get more comfortable over time. You're seeing this guy play at a high level, play with his physicality, showcase his brand, do great in the one-on-ones, which is not easy for a DB to do. Everything you look at here, this is a guy that is proving himself to be quite formidable um, in that DB room. One of the better ones on that roster uh, for me so far. I think Damar Mathis is doing a great job of that. All right, folks. Well, let's switch over then to – Pitt men's basketball as they did take a loss to Wake Forest on the road today Jeff Cable and Jason Cable did return to the bench however Pitt still fell 91 to 75 a bit of a faster paced game if you will for Pitt's purposes i mean usually things don't go quite like that things don't speed up like that this is in it, it, something that it, it kind of caught me off guard, is Pitt actually shot 60 times and they actually shot decently well 48%, 7 of 16 from three. But the defense was just terrible today. And, and that's the, the key here. You know, there were a few really good things. Odo Kelly had a great game today. Femi Ode looked great. Um, John Huey had another good game. You know, wasn't Jamaris Burton's best game? Onyese Kuda had had a pretty solid game as well, but but when you looked at kind of what everything was was coming around, the, the defense was just dreadful. And you know, to to open up with with three threes to, to open the game, set the tone. Wake Forest was shooting hot. 15 made threes, shooting 52% from beyond the arc in this game. That's absurd. That is absurd. They shot 55% from the field. Wake simply won because Pitt couldn't defend the perimeter. And so this is 100% a failure to adjust. It felt like the same issues that showed up In the first half, showed up in the second half. Nothing got fixed. It never felt like there was any type of coherent game plan defensively that allowed Pitt to do anything. Pitt was absolutely a mess. They wouldn't close out. They didn't have their switches in order. This was absolutely ugly for Pitt. And there were a lot of things that contributed to that, you know, the slow offensive start for the team, only scoring 24 points. This is not a a team that can afford that against a team shooting this well like Wake Forest was. And, you know, Odukali played at a really, really high level today. One of his best games in recent memory, you know, just looking at, at what he did with 23 points today, um, 10 of 14 from the field, two of three field goals. This was a, a really great game for Femi Cali. And when you go, you know, to like just the split box, it's not like it's crazy, but the 18 points off turnovers for Wake Forest jump out at you. Um, and, and so there are things that jump out to you, but it, it really comes down to the fact that Pick could not defend the three. And if you want to do – Better in conference play. If you want to play teams tough and, and win these tough games that people don't expect you to, you better defend the perimeter. And they did not today. And that's something. So this that this a team had, that you know, had issues. Hit was just they weren't playing at at the level that you would expect them to, and that innately gave them a disadvantage in this game, straight up. So so there was things that that they have to improve from here. On app. All right, folks, so we'll continue to talk about this loss to Wake Forest, but first, let me let you know about GetUpside, because this is Nick Farrow with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now use the promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay full price anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as 2 to 300 dollars a year in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account so you can cash out anytime to your bank account PayPal or an e gift card for Amazon and other Brands. Just download the free get Upside app and use the promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. Here talking about as Pit loses to Wake Forest in this game. And again, not a great game for Pitt in this one. A a tough loss to take. And so here's the thing. that was so tough about this game to me. And Pitt in this game was who we thought they would be. But when you look at what essentially went down with Wake Forest this offseason, how they're coming out and performing, the record they have, the pieces they have. It, It gives you a bit of an eerie feeling, doesn't it? Like, this is what Pitt could have been. This is what people wanted Pitt to be. Overhauling their team, bringing in transfers, making it a much better, more complete team, and they haven't been that. They haven't been it at all. The bigger thing... That has actually been pertinent to Wake Forest has been things like ball movement. But more importantly, they just straight up have more talent. They evaluated right. They 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 brought in guys where they needed it. And, and you know, Pitt, they just don't have the talent to, to compete at a high level. And so I will say this: this is something that when you look at what the Panthers have to do. The blueprint for next year, it's it's a it's an absolute transfer portal overhaul. That's what Pitt has to do. Pitt absolutely has to go and do the same things. It's a kind of a look into what they need to do if Jeff Capel comes back, and Jeff Capel wants to save his job. Steve Forbes has this team humming. This team's playing at a really high level right now and they got contributions from multiple players. Five guys were in double digits. Sai had 9. It was really a dynamic performance by this team. And and they they exploited it. Credit to them. They exploited the holes that Pitt showcased. And this was such an ugly game for Pitt and when you look at it overall it, Pitt just absolutely is not just playing in a cohesive manner right now. Ifeo Horton doesn't look good, he looks rusty. His defense was a negative net minus today. And again, there's that there's that thought that you can trade offense for defense, but he's got to be better than that. There's a difference in terms of trading offense for defense and then the defense completely falling off a cliff. There's no point of that. The point of the trade offense for defense is either one match a team that's just so high paced and so high pressured and so high octane that you have that, have to do that to keep up with them. But there's also the thought that, you know, this is a team that is now up on us. We need to come back somehow. In order to do that, we need our offensive lineup. But more importantly, you need to get stops. And Ithio Horton right now is kind of muting some of that. And so, It's tough to evaluate. It's very tough to evaluate this whole thing. I do... It's it's one where you look at, I think, Pitt, and and it's such a tough kind of evaluation. It, It really is. And... It's not like this team isn't talented. They do have talent. John Hedy's great. I like Femi Otakali I like Jamari's Burton a lot. Mogi's great, even though they won't have him back next year. But they're not deep enough, and they're not talented enough in terms of that depth. They have three really solid players that you look at and say yes. And they have a fourth where you can qualify him in there, which would be Odakali. Outside of that, I mean, Jeffress, Santos, Collier—they're not really anything special to write home about. The bench is non-existent. Isaiah Cuda—you know—he's a guy that gives them good minutes, but he's a guy that should not be starting and playing thirty minutes a game. It's not how this thing should be doing. It's not is—it's it's not how this thing should be going down. It should not be having. To to go with five man rotations just because no one else can play. That's something where that's on Jeff Cape. will not having that depth, that's on him. And if you want to be like a Wake force, you got to have depth. You got to have a deeper lineup. You got to give John Hughley a breather. You got to have the ability to to work multiple rotations in to where you have different types of lineups and you can give different teams different issues because you can go small ball, you can go big, uh, you have a three ball lineup. You have a more defensive lineup. You have these different types of lineups that can actually give you advantageous matchups against these teams. That's what Pitt has to do. And they straight up in this one just didn't – they've lacked it, and they've lacked it for the most part all year as well. It's been a rough one for Pitt here going so far, and it doesn't look to be great as they try to finish out their ACC schedule – We'll see how many more wins they get. Um, I think five should be the goal right now as a realistic goal. But We'll see if they get there. If they keep playing like this, they might not. So we'll see how it works out for Pitt. Well, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on pit podcast. Tomorrow we'll be back with the Senior Bowl content again. And as always, hail to Pitt.